0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. Setting in for Sherita Brent, I'm Kevin Farrell, joined today by Wilts Cotrera, information technology expert at Newcore Steel, Jackson, and Floodwood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Our guest today, Glenn Brown from Interstate Battery. It's all about batteries and battery life today. We'll talk about different battery types, how they perform, and about the benefits of portable battery packs. Later, we'll talk about battery life and maintenance on laptops and cell phones. Call us with your battery questions today. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464 or email Tech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech from MPB Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBOnline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back. This is Everyday Tech. Filling in for Sharita Brent today. I'm Kevin Farrell, joined by Wilts Cottrell, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood, an IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson is owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Our guest today from Interstate Batteries is Glenn Brown. It's all about batteries and battery life today. We're going to be talking about the different battery types, how they perform, and about the benefits of portable battery packs. Later, we'll talk about battery life and maintenance on laptops and cell phones. You can call us with your battery questions today. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 877 672 seven four six four or you can email everyday tech at mpbonline So good morning. I hope everyone is doing well this morning. Oh good morning. man doing great. Uh Wiltz, what's going on in your tech world?
2: Oh man, not too much. This week been doing some uh, some you know just some upgrades, some changes up. Actually been dealing with some battery things. We've been having some problems going on with some different uh cell phones and everything else and was actually talking to Glenn a little bit before the show about getting some some battery power under control in our in our server rooms and out there you know just trying to make sure it's a uh, it's amazing in this digitally you know connected world we all really rely on that battery power so it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a good timing for this call for me for this uh show for me as well Very good timing.
0: Yeah. What about you Jeremy?
3: Uh busy busy week. <laughs> Uh, Today, I'm going up to uh, Belzona, Mississippi. Uh, One of my biggest clients has a satellite office up there, and uh, they're having some technical issues, so i got to go up there in person and uh, resolve those. And uh, also, I'm I'm happy to say uh, we have assisted one victim of the the tornado in Hattiesburg. Uh, She brought in a MacBook that got uh, heavily waterlogged, and we were able to pull her drive and recover all her data, and we did that. On the house. All so right. if anybody else in Hattiesburg has anything that was damaged by the tornado, please bring it in. It's on the house.
0: All right. Awesome. So off to the catfish capital of the world today. That's interesting. Uh, and I'm. Uh, this is also timely for me. Just, I think, yesterday someone gave me one of those new little battery... I don't even know what you would call it—the little thing you charge up, and so then it's like a portable battery for your uh, for your smartphone. So I think we're going to be talking about that later, and I'll be able to learn exactly how it works and and how uh, and it's you know I think it's I think we've all been somewhere where we go on a road trip or something, and I know I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame a number of years ago, and I was taking so many pictures, I got about halfway through it, and my battery was just about dead, and I kept thinking, "Gee, if I had something to recharge my battery." Oh, well, man, yeah. it has finally occurred here. So uh, again, we're going to be uh, looking for your battery and uh, every. Tech Questions. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464, or you can send an email to everydaytech at org. We've got some open phone lines. So let's start out by talking about the different kinds of batteries and their uses, starting with lithium batteries. Now, Glenn, are, are these the kind that uh, Samsung had so much trouble with?
4: Yeah, it depends on uh, cell phones, laptops, all your consumer electronics are kind of moving over to lithium, and it really depends on the quality of the lithium and The quality of the manufacturer, they usually, most big companies will use an aftermarket to produce their batteries. Uh, So, yeah, they had a few exploding due to heat and destabilization. Lithium batteries are real sensitive to both uh, heat. Uh, They destabilize fast if they're a lower quality battery. So you have to, that's why they won't let them on the uh, cargo holds of planes because there's nobody there to watch it. So, yeah, that's the ones. Uh, But if you get a quality battery, you don't have to worry about that.
0: But I guess as we're saying, most uh, consumer electronics use these kind of yeah, batteries.
4: Laptops, cell phones, uh, just about anything you're getting now, Bluetooth devices, um, and it, drones. You know, they're big on that RC stuff because it's lightweight and but higher capacity than some of your older batteries.
0: So those would be the advantages: the weight, yep. and then the, the, weight, the to be able to uh,
4: absolutely weight size. Compared to the runtime, when you compare those to the older style batteries, you're saving a lot of weight sometimes a third or less All right, so what's the difference between a lithium battery and a lithium ion battery lithium is kind of a catch-all uh, Though in this case, it's probably referring to primary which is a non rechargeable like your energizer E squared double things you couldn't recharge versus lithium ion Which is the rechargeable type all right? Uh, we're looking for your calls this morning. Questions for Everyday Tech at
0: one eight seven seven mpb ring Call us at 1-877-672-7464. You can also send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, so let's. Uh, we talked about lithium batteries. There's also nickel based batteries. Uh, tell us a little bit about those. Yeah,
4: you know, the nickel based batteries, nickel cadmium and nickel metal hydride. Nickel cadmium is the oldest style, um, and then nickel metal hydride came along, so you get more runtime out of about the same size package, same voltage, just more capacity to that battery than the older style NICAD. You can also. Um, abuse them a little bit more you can short charge them you don't have to cycle them every time like you do with the old nickel metal uh, i sorry NICADs. uh so it's a little more versatile you know i, I back uh, back in
0: the day when i was a, a reporter it was a, when uh, you know this i hate to date myself but this is way back maybe in the mid 80s uh and uh for our rechargeable batteries on the recorder i had we, as you mentioned we used to always have to worry about uh, memory and that sort of thing in other words if you if you you know shut it off after about 10 minutes every time you recharge it you were going to get 10 minutes is that a problem that's kind of been eliminated maybe by using different types of batteries it
4: is the the nickel metal was the first step up you didn't have to cycle those every time like you did the nicad Uh, uh, but the lithium you don't have to cycle at all it's designed to charge when you need it use when you need it it doesn't pick up that voltage depression which is the Scientific term for memory, Uh but heat does get to them. So when uh, if you're charging a lot, or if you're keeping it on charge while you're using your laptop or your cell phone, you tend to uh, damage them that way too. So it's still best to use them, use the battery, charge it, use it till it's just about dead, then recharge. So unplug every now and then. Yeah. don't just yeah. leave it plugged yeah. in. That's what we see killing laptop batteries most of the time is people use them mm-hmm. while they're on the wall.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, we got some callers on the line, so let's start in uh, Re- uh, Ayuka. Randy's on the line. Good morning, Randy. Go ahead, please.
6: Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, I've got a, uh, on my laptop, whenever I get an email or something, uh, an, an attachment. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, because uh, I lost you a minute ago. Uh, what it'll do is I, I try to, it'll only give me the option of downloading it, in which I'll download, hit the download button, and it, and it flashes over to my little download arrow, but then the whole screen will start to uh, flash, over and over and over and over again, and it won't ever uh, download it. And then finally, I just have to f- shut it all down and restart, and I can't ever get that that app applic- or that uh, attachment. Okay, and that's, so that's everything. Okay, so
3: Randy, uh, what kind of computer is this? Windows or Mac? Uh, it's Windows. Okay, and, and it's and only
6: about three years old.
3: All right, and what are you using to actually get to your email? Are you using your browser, or do you use like a third-party program like Outlook?
6: Uh. You know,
3: I couldn't ask that. I go to Yahoo. Okay, so you, go, to, you go through Yahoo to do it. And uh-huh. are you using uh, Internet Explorer, the Blue E, um, or are you using uh, I Chrome? I am on Mozilla. Okay, you use Firefox. Okay, um, so it sounds to me like there's uh, an issue with Firefox and downloading, and um, I've seen this a lot with Yahoo. They just tend to change things. They don't test it out yep. very well. Yep. So my recommendation is to try a browser like um, uh, Chrome or uh, Edge and see if your experience with that download uh, changes.
6: Okay, so I just you, just, just uh, access the Internet, or, or, and Yahoo is my mail, so I can mm-hmm. just go through that as the Chrome, uh, Yahoo Chrome, is that what it is?
3: Just uh, open it with the Chrome browser. If you don't have it, you can get it from google.com backslash chrome. Okay. And uh, you can just go to the same link that you always do, Yahoo, okay. and then go to your mail. And then you should be able to download that attachment. Now, if you can't, you know, shoot us an email and let us know so okay. we can help you further.
0: Okay. Thank you a lot. Thanks for the call, Randy. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell. in for Sharita Brent this week, we're talking about batteries. And uh, Robert from Mobile has a comment on batteries. Go ahead, Robert.
7: Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. Wonderful. I have a... Uh I don't really have a question. Uh, I was wondering if you guys may have caught an episode of Nova from last week, and it was specifically about you know building a better battery. And uh, there was a very particular interesting uh, company. I can't remember the name of the company, but they were building a lithium metal battery, which um, is one of the most unsafe batteries, instead of the lithium ion. But they were using a a plastic electrolyte or a polymer electrolyte. And you could actually cut this battery and it would still work. Um, I would suggest anybody that's kind of interested in some of that stuff to check out that episode of Nova. It was very, very cool.
4: I looked that up. I like seeing some of the new stuff that's on the horizon. There's a, a printable battery they're working on that's printed onto a special paper, almost like a 3D printer. And uh, there's also a cell phone battery extension that plugs into your charger port that's about the size of a multivitamin that they're working on. Mm.
0: Awesome.
4: All right, uh, Robert, thanks for the call. Boy, a printable
0: battery. I think that yeah. would be uh, just if you'd run and, and print one up instead of having to you run Email somebody
4: to- a battery. I'm
2: going to email you a new one here. It makes my job easier. <laughs> there
4: you
0: go. Uh, we've got another caller on the line, so we say good morning to Rick in Grand Bay. Go ahead, Rick.
7: Good morning. They, they, they do have that lithium uh Polymer battery, already out. Okay. So anyways, I got a question. I got a question about um, about a file. I'm trying to uh, da- I'm i trying to reboot a a, a a tablet. I downloaded the file or the, the firmware, and uh, I got Odin. And every time I go to put the, the file into the Odin, it keeps out giving me the name of the file is, you know, uh, C prompt, uh, slash slash my name slash the name of the file and i can't get rid of the beginning of that name okay now i put it in Odin, it doesn't accept it because it doesn't doesn't see it as a, as a name of a firmware
3: okay uh... it sounds to me like maybe it's still in a uh... in a in a compressed format i've
7: already i've already, un- I've already unpacked
3: it so you extracted it okay uh... Yeah. then i would say either er- odin uh... has found some sort of like a, a parody error or some kind of a problem with that package I would uh, recommend re-downloading it, and uh, depending on what source you're getting it from, it may just not be compatible with that unit.
7: I'm getting it ready, right, right, Odin. and I've got. I've also got the keys, uh, the, the the Samsung keys. Uh-huh. But the problem with it is, whenever I go to to, uh, whenever you do that, you uh, you click BDA and uh, uh, push the BDA button It goes searching for files. When you when you see the file. You don't see the beginning of the header of the file. You don't see where it says C slash 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 Richard Kaska slash slash file slash, you know. Right. And then the name of it. And I'm trying to get rid of all that whose file it is, because when I put it in Odin, that's how it comes out.
3: Well, what I would do is uh, maybe it it sounds like maybe the file name could be too long. I know sometimes with long file names in Windows, that can happen. Um, I would try to put it on my desktop. Yeah. And try to change the file name
0: to something shorter.
7: Well, that's that's what I'm working on now. Okay.
0: Okay. appreciate it. Yes, All sir.
2: Right. Thank you, Rick.
0: Rick, thanks for the call. We need to take a break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about batteries and battery life today, also taking your general tech questions. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell, in for Sharita Brent. The number to call to join our conversation is 1-877-672-7464. That's 1-877-MPB-RING. Back with more of the program after this. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell, in for Sherita Brent this week, joined by Wiltz Contrere, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson in Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Jeremy Thompson is here. He's owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Our guest today from Interstate Batteries is Glenn Brown. So we're looking for your battery questions, but also uh, general tech questions that you have for us. The number to call is one mpb ring That's one 672 or send an email to everydaytech at org. More battery talk in just a moment, but first we've got uh, John on the line from Pen- uh, Pascagoula. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Good. Go ahead, please.
8: Uh, yeah, I've
7: got a HP laptop. Uh, it's about a year or so old. Um, I traded it from my daughter, who had been going to college and couldn't use it anymore. Um, she did a factory reset on it, and I changed the PIN uh, uh, password to uh, log on, and then promptly uh, forgot it. Um, is there any way to reset uh, that password uh, or the computer to where I can get back in to uh, be able to use it again? Yes, sir.
2: Oh, yeah. What uh, what operating system are you running on it?
7: Um, it Got to be. I, I I actually couldn't even tell you
2: that. I'm sure
3: it's Windows 10, but even if it was Windows 8, you said you bought it a year ago, so it's got to be 8.1, 10. Um, So here's what you're going to have to do. Uh, You're going to have to uh, go to your boot screen, like where you're you're being asked for your password, and you're going to hold your shift key. And then you're going to click the little power button symbol in the bottom right-hand corner, and you're going to hold shift while you click restart. Keep it held down. And then the computer's going to reboot, and it's going to go into a pre-boot environment. There in those settings, you'll find uh, advanced settings to actually reset the computer. Now, if you have anything that you value on it, you're going to have to take it somewhere and get the data taken off. But you said you just factory reset it, so there shouldn't be anything that you need. Yeah, so, nothing, not at all. you <laughs> can go through that procedure, and if you run into problems, uh, like just like actual step-by-step instructions, because it's it's not too many instructions, but it's a little drawn out. Uh, just Google uh, Windows Ten factory reset, and it should take you through all the steps. But it should be the advanced options, and then uh, reset the computer. And since you're uh, you're not going to actually be like reissuing it to anyone else, you can say just remove my files instead of fully clean the drive. That'll save you about four hours out of your day. <laughs> oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yes, sir. Uh, it
7: was, it was hold down the shift key and then the
3: power button? Uh, you, you, no, it's not the power button. It's the. Uh, it's actually the icon on the screen. It's usually, right. if it's Windows 10, it's in the bottom right-hand corner. And when right. you hold the shift key, you want to click on that power symbol, and you want to click restart. And keep holding shift, and that will take you into the preboot environment cool. Awesome. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. You're so welcome.
0: Thanks for your call, John. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about batteries today and also looking for your general tech questions. Uh, Here's an email about recycling batteries. Uh, Mary says that she lives in Madison and is wondering if there is a place nearby to drop off AA batteries for recycling.
4: Yes and no. We take them, and we can get rid of them for you. However, on your non-rechargeable alkaline batteries, there's actually no nationwide recycle program. They're actually designed to be thrown away. However, anything rechargeable, uh, that's where you have to ship them off, recycle them, and we take care of that. But uh, if you need to get rid of something, bring them to us.
0: All right. but uh, So that's we're talking about the ones
4: like the AA that you'd buy at the store, yeah. the non-recharger. when
0: Those wear out. It's safe to go ahead. and
4: Safe to throw away.
0: Very good. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Jim is on the line. Is it from Myrtle? Go ahead, Jim.
4: Yeah, good morning,
7: fellas. How are you doing?
0: Doing good. What do you have for us?
7: Good. Uh, I've got a question. I'm in law enforcement, and a couple of years ago they came out with a flashlight called Light for Life. It's guaranteed for 35 years. And it had capacitors instead of batteries. You could recharge this battery or these capacitors in 90 seconds to full charge, and that flashlight would run on high for about an hour and a half. Why do we not use capacitors
4: anymore? Good question. I remember that light. Um, It really would depend on the application. That's one where that's actually a perfect solution. Um, when you get into other things like cranking your car, laptops, you wouldn't get the run time you needed unless you had a really big capacitor, which then you start running into some size issues depending on the device. Flashlight is perfect for that because most capacitors are cylindrical, two or three inches. I think that's the size of the one they use. So the flashlight was perfect application for that. Cell phones, not so much.
7: Okay, well it sure was
4: a good light. I've still got it. Yeah. I had a lot of people talking about there. <laughs> All right, uh, Jim. Good to hear from you
0: this morning. Thanks for the call. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Got a call to get to, but first we were gonna we're talking about the different types of batteries. We talked about lithium batteries. Uh the nickel based batteries,
4: Glenn, I guess those are mostly like power tools and things like that. Power tools is where we see most of that. Every once in a while exit lights and emergency lights specialty things, mostly uh, production line equipment, uh, RC packs, but mostly power tools. That's where you run into that the most.
0: All right. Now about uh, alkaline and non-alkaline, what's the difference there?
4: Alkaline versus zinc carbon. The zinc carbons are kind of the discount batteries. You see them at your dollar stores or a dollar or two a pack. Um, runtime. Uh, they're kind of misleading because they're called heavy duty, but they're actually designed for heavy duty shift work. So one shift puts in batteries, the next shift ditches those, puts in batteries. So you're only getting about a third of the runtime as you would out of the alkaline, your interstates, your energizers, Duracells. So do you think for most folks when
0: buying the you know AA, AAA batteries, maybe even the bigger the Cs and the Ds, is it better to
4: get the more expensive ones, spend a little bit of money, and maybe get a longer run time? Batteries are one of the few things where you get what you pay for. So uh, when, you, when you go with the discount batteries, you usually don't get the run time you can do out of a, a higher-end battery.
0: Uh, so we've got A. Is, uh, there's AA, AAA, is there an A battery?
4: There is an A, but it's not in common use. It's okay. more for specialty stuff. Because uh, B got somehow left out of there, too, <laughs> There's right? actually just about, there's everything pretty much from A to Z. Okay. Yeah. But they're all just kind of oddball applications you don't see on a regular basis.
0: All right, very good. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. We're off this time to Madison. Libby has called in today. Good morning, Libby. Go ahead. Hi, Libby. Are you with us?
5: Hello. Yeah, you're on
0: the air. Go ahead, please.
5: Oh, um, I have like four thousand emails on my email account, and I would like to delete them in one cell swoop. How do I do that?
3: Well, who's your uh, email provider? Comcast. Comcast. Hmm. Well, use Comcast. Uh, no, they use their own their oh, own setup. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if there's a way to actually go. So you want to keep your email address. You just want to bulk delete the garbage. Is that correct?
5: Yeah. I mean, I have the same email on my iPhone and iPad and, and uh, Mac. So I would like to delete all the email on my iPhone and iPad and just keep what I need on my
3: computer. Unfortunately, there's no way to just uh, well. Seemingly, there's no way to go in and just nuke everything at one time. Uh, okay. In the top left corner of the screen, there should be the little checkbox. You know, you got all the titles at the top, like to from. You know, what what date it right. came in and so forth. Uh, the checkbox at the top. If you if you check that, that'll select all the emails on that screen. Um, and there should also be a way to set the size of how many emails you can view at one time. I would set it to the max and. Get to click in and hit delete. That's really going to be your best option.
2: Yeah, and another you mentioned uh, being on your iPhone and on your iPad. I've seen some people that will actually set their email, um, you know, to keep everything on those particular devices. And usually, I tell folks there's actually a setting if you go under your settings to your uh, to the email accounts, and you can tell it, hey, I only want the last week's information or the last month's information. Again, some people will actually have that set, um, and it will actually show up. All, which could potentially put those 4,000 emails into your device, and you may want to try to back that off. All
0: right, Libby, I, th- thanks for your call this morning. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Let's move on next. Uh, we hear from Timothy in Louisiana. Good morning, Timothy. Go ahead.
6: Good morning. Um, I heard the conversation about capacitors, and I want to say I love them. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've got a little hand-crank capacitor charger that I made out of um, – you know these children' toys and little electric cars and that sort of thing. Right. You know, I made a hand crank. I turned one of the motors into a, a you know a generator and a little hand crank, and I can fill up um, a little capacitor bank in about a minute and a half of cranking, and it will start a car. Oh wow! And I. That I built the whole thing out of parts that I got off of eBay for, like, um, I think $24. Oh, wow.
2: That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That's very and, cool.
6: And also, I live off the grid with solar and wind, and that means I use a lot of batteries, okay? Mm-hmm. And I service my batteries regularly. These are lead-acid batteries. And when they start to quit taking a charge, I dis- I disassemble my bank, empty out all of the acid, wash it out, each of the batteries. And then I reload them with um, a mixture of, uh, of um, Epsom salt and distilled water. And I heat up the water in the microwave and then... You know, stir in some Epsom salts. I use a quarter cup per battery. You know, a quarter cup of Epsom salts with I think it's a uh, cup and a half of water uh-huh. per battery. And I'm using like six volt batteries in, in a series. So golf
4: really cart style. Great. They have the golf cart style batteries.
6: Yeah, and I've got okay. I've got now nine years on this set of batteries. Okay. On golf cart batteries, nine years.
0: All right. Timothy, thanks for calling in. Good to hear from you. And that's interesting that he was basically using a toy car to start his car there. So uh, who knows? So uh, thanks for the call. Always good to hear from you. Let's get one call in before our next break, and it goes to David in Mobile. Good morning, David. Go ahead.
8: Yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about these lithium-ion batteries that explode in your face. Okay. And, like, uh, why not uh, switch to nickel, metal? hydride, uh, you won't get the capacity, I mean, you know, the running time, but at least it won't blow up in your face.
4: (laughs) It really depends on the quality of the battery. Um, I don't know if you remember a while back, a few years, the, the cell phone batteries were exploding, this alleged epidemic. Most of them were those cheap knockoff batteries you find online. It really does come down to quality. Uh, that's where we get a lot of the, uh, the problems so always try to stick with uh, either oem or a high quality replacement all right
0: Thank, thanks for your call david we need to take a break when we get back we've got uh, alex on the line from mobile with his question and some phone lines open for your question as well the number to call is 1-877 mpb ring that's 1-877-672-7464 or email the show everyday tech at mpbonline.org back with more after this Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell sitting in for Sharita Brent this week, joined by Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Our guest today from Interstate Batteries is Glenn Brown. Uh, back to the phone lines in just a minute, but Glenn, again, continuing our battery discussion. Um, when you have the alkaline or the
4: non-alkaline types, is it okay to mix different brands of batteries? Uh, I wouldn't. It's, it's usually not a brand issue so much as each brand has a different runtime. Kind of a little imbalance there, but uh, try to stick with the same brand if you got more than one battery in there.
0: What about new and old, if it needs four batteries and you pull one out and put another one in there?
4: Use all new. You, you really won't damage anything, but you tend to bring the new battery down to where the old battery is, so you're kind of wasting it.
0: All right, one other, before we get to the phone call, this is kind of a strange one. I, I saw, you know, one of those life hack things online. I saw that it, the way to test a battery has any juice left in it is you drop it and it supposedly if it stands up it's charged up and if it falls over it's not or vice versa I saw Have that we haven't that? we haven't tried it I saw that though Every time I do it, the battery just falls it just over falls every time. Over. So it's go like. Or bad. It's one of those things, though, you certainly wish would uh, would be true. <laughs> Maybe just get a battery tester and do it <laughs> <Yeah>. the old fashioned <laughs> way. What was it, 9 volt? You stick it to your tongue. Yeah, or that, or that one it. still works. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, I think it was uh, one of them had the little, the package had the battery yeah. charger thing out. I think uh-huh. uh, that was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. I, I never did trust it, though. <laughs> I was very skeptical of that. Uh, to the phone lines we go again. Alex is in mobile this morning. Hello, Alex. Go ahead, please. Hey, how's it going? Um, uh, The
7: lady who called about the emails reminded me of something that has been bothering me on my phone. I have a Gmail account, and it's hooked up through the email app, and I've tried seemingly everything, but there's one unread email that I've gotten maybe a year and a half ago, and I've gone through on a desktop and marked all read, you know, but there's still that one little email. It's not really a problem
2: it just bothers me <laughs> constantly gives you that number that one next to you. on the yeah. screen yeah just
7: yeah. eating at you.
2: <laughs> you know I had that on um, on my phone and what and I would look through and look through and look through and I couldn't see anything. there was there was nothing showing there, but I have noticed in the latest iPhone update I would actually hit in the lower left corner there's a uh, it's a view setting it'll change it from filtered by red filtered by unread. And somehow it made that unread one. At least in my case, it made it appear, and I just deleted it, and it went away. But just normally looking through the normal view of the whole screen, I could scroll all the way down, and there was nothing showing as unread. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why the Gmail was doing that. Have you seen it's anything like that, Jeremy? Crazy.
3: I was thinking maybe it could be like a draft. Like, maybe you have, like, a draft or something saved, and it could be uh, seeing that as, like, unread or unsent, possibly. Uh, it, that's really weird. So you've actually logged into Gmail, and you've looked through all of them, and there's, there's nothing that comes up as unread.
7: Right, and there's even a setting on the desktop that it shows all unread. Uh-huh. And I go there, and it's blank. Wow. And this has is, this is, uh,
2: lasted three phones. Jeez. Oh, my lord it's like you got like a ghost folder. it sounds
3: you. to me like it's a gmail glitch absolutely. absolutely yeah i hate to rub it off that or to, to brush it off that way but uh that that kind of sounds like what it's like because if you if you've looked at all the things online and it's not showing anything i'd check my drafts my, my sent folders sometimes things can get put in a in a, a, a wrong folder you know you might have accidentally like moved it to another folder i'd check right. all my folders on the side and, and just uh, see if you can if you can dig it out uh, otherwise I'd chalk it up to a glitch <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah right. So when you open up and you expand the actual Gmail, you might can look in some of those like archives, and you know Google puts a lot of extra folders down there. So,
0: yep. Well, Alex, I hope you get that figured out. I uh, like you. Uh, that would drive me absolutely insane, and I think I might end up probably smashing my phone once in a fit <laughs> of because uh, I don't even like the notifications. If I if I if I see one, it just bugs me. I need to clear it off. So uh, I've actually deleted an app uh, because I got tired of the uh, notifications, but. That's just me. Uh, that's I went into several
3: and purged them myself. <laughs> I just turned the notification off yeah. because I don't need to be notified every time, you know, my item ships or whatever. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I get the email that tells me
0: that.
2: And a right. text.
0: Back to and the, the phone lines we go. <laughs> uh, off to Faulkner this time. Brenda's called in today. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning. Go ahead.
5: I have um, AT&T and I have a UVerse, and this is the third modem that the uh, – that has burned uh, because I think it's a storm. Uh, the lightning hit yesterday really early and the power went off and then my modem wouldn't come back on. So I did call uh, and they're going to send the servicemen out, but I asked my neighbors and it didn't happen to them. So I just wondered if there was maybe something odd about that.
3: Sounds to me like your house is a serial murder killer, uh, modem killer, murder killer. killer. Yes. Um, right. Me and Wilts are kind of nodding our heads in agreement here. We think you have a grounding issue in your house. Um, okay. If you've gone through three modems and they've all come from lightning, uh, your na- your neighbors wouldn't experience that, especially if their houses were properly grounded. Um, so I would say um, it sounds, yeah, it's, it's a grounding issue. And, uh, they should replace your modem, but if you don't fix that problem, it's just going to keep happening.
2: And it's going to probably start wearing out other electronics oh. in your house as yeah. well. Oh, yeah.
5: Did Is
3: anything
2: else in your home?
5: The phone? Is it on the phone ground? Or uh, I have uh, a lightning arrestor? And, you know, I see... As far as I know, I'm grounded from the
3: power. Well, because that universe comes in on a phone line, it is probably the phone line that's getting zapped. I mean, I, I, it, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's my guess. And I have uh, uh, several clients that use those same modems. And sometimes when lightning comes to town, it just takes them out. They're just not very resilient. They can't handle much.
2: Now, you can get little small surge protectors to put onto your phone line as well. Yeah, they do actually have those on some of your uh, your smaller power surge protectors in the um, You know, that you can pick up in the store or what have you. Like your
3: your battery backups, like you can run the phone line through it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Run the phone line through it, and that will actually give you some surge protection to maybe help prevent some of that.
3: Or not even a backup, but just an actual surge protector. You can just plug it straight in and then run it back out. Yeah.
4: Yeah, the surge protectors and a lot of the the uninterruptible power sources will have that on there. They'll have a full protection as well, modem protection. So you could use a a UPS for that. I say
3: when AT&T comes out and puts your next one in, run it into a surge protector and then
0: run it back out to your modem. All right, Brenda, thanks for the call. And I would also say let the AT&T technician know they might not be able to do anything for you, but then then they might be able to help as well. Absolutely. Um, got some phone lines to get to, but for more on our batteries. Glenn, let's talk about rechargeable batteries, and to me, I remember you would buy the little charger, either for the AA or the AAA, and, you know, have that plugged into an outlet, and you could go in and out, uh, that sort of thing. And, again, just me, but I always used to kind of get confused as to which ones were charged and which ones were not. Are
4: rechargeable batteries still popular? Oh, yeah, we still see a lot of those. Uh, mic packs uh, for radio stations, for example, TV stations, uh, even the... Um the rechargeable solar lights uh that's real common uh just really depends on what you're doing how how many batteries you're going through but we still sell a lot of uh, rechargeable double a's and the chargers
0: any tips for for good maintenance things like that when you've got
4: those rechargeables? use your battery uh if you don't use it you lose it so uh use it until it's just about dead then put it back on the charger and uh yeah if you use it it lasts a lot longer and if you don't
0: What about uh, you've charged it up, uh, and this is true of of batteries. How long do they keep the charge? In other words, how long can a battery that's charged sit around and still be potent, I guess is the word.
4: NiCad and nickel metal about two months before they start kind of rolling off. Lithium usually average about six.
0: Okay. Uh, Back to the phone lines we go. We're going this time to Preston. Wayne has called in today. Good morning, Wayne. You're on the air. Go ahead.
8: Hi. How you doing? Good. Okay, I have an external hard drive, a uh, a Seagate, and it plugs into my uh, desktop uh, via USB port. For some reason, uh, last month I noticed that the system wasn't recognizing the, uh, uh, the hard drive. Is there anything I can do to get it to recognize it?
3: Well, uh, I see this a lot, especially with Seagate. I'm, I'm not a big fan of those Seagates. Uh, the next enclosure that you get, I highly recommend a Western Digital. Uh, having said that, um, it sounds to me like it's either the mechanism inside the drive that actually runs it through USB uh, has gone bad, and depending on which type of external drive you have, it's possible that you can actually open up the enclosure and hook it up to an external hard drive enclosure and, and run all your data that way. Uh, with the bigger types, uh, they're, they're pretty heavy, not the little portable laptop sized ones, but the, the bigger ones, they have like desktop size hard drives in there. So you can actually pull it out and put it in an enclosure on the laptop ones. Some of those are still using those older hard drive, uh, SATA connections, the little L shaped connector. Um, but some of the newer ones are running strictly through USB 3.0. And if you've got one, if you open it up and you see that, that double connector with the little micro USB like we have in most of our smartphones that are not iPhones, if you see that, that means that that's, like, connected directly to that drive and there's no way to hook it up to a computer outside of, of uh, having to solder something special onto it.
8: Yeah, because this one, it only has a USB port. There's no other connection. Uh-huh. And the unit is about, uh, oh, it must be at least 10 years old.
3: uh uh-huh. And do you notice it, like, clicking or making any weird sounds
8: I don't hear anything.
3: Okay. Uh, now, when the you
8: only that, the only reason I know it's alive is that the light comes on. Okay.
3: Now, when you plug it into your computer and you you hold it in your hand, can you feel it spinning?
8: No, I haven't tried that. Okay.
3: See if you can feel it spinning. If you can, then the the powered side of it is working, but the data side of that connection may not be. So, um, if you're if you're feeling squirrely and you're careful. You can open up that enclosure and you can see what type you've got in there. If you once you pull it apart, if you see two little L shaped connectors, one of them's big and one of them's just a little bit bigger, uh, that's your power and your data connections, you can get an actual external drive enclosure from like Amazon or Best Buy and you can hook your drive up to that. That would be your best bet.
2: Yeah, and well oh okay, and, uh, well. and Wayne, once you mentioned about ten years old, one thing that I've seen a lot with those external drives, especially over over years, over time, is Heat does get to them, um, so... But if
3: it's still spinning yeah. and it's not clicking, it sounds hopeful. It does sound hopeful. It, did it you does. say your drive is 10 years old? I'm sorry, I missed that. Is that right? Uh, uh, yeah,
8: probably about eight years old.
3: Okay, so it's it's actually really hopeful that you have that old type of connector in there yeah. and you can pull it out of that enclosure. Now, if you don't feel like doing it, you should be able to take it to like a local computer shop and let them know what we've kind of told you here, and they should be able to pry it open and pull out that drive. Uh, but whoever you take it to needs to, you know, ask them in advance, hey, do you know what you're doing? Are you confident that you can handle this? Because that's your data, and there's only, you know, you kind of only get one chance at giving it to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing.
8: I understand. Yes, sir. I understand. Uh, okay, well, I can't, if I approach it with a screwdriver, I think it's going to jump out the window and commit suicide. <laughs> so <I can't> wait.
3: <laughs> All right. I would use like a putty knife or something, maybe just to gently pry open the edges. You want to be real careful. And then when you get it open, there should be a little thing that you pull off the end and then you'll see
0: those connectors I'm talking about. All right, Wayne, thanks for your call. Let's take one final break this hour. When we get back, uh, we'll continue talking about batteries with our guest, Glenn Brown, also taking your general tech questions. Jim's on the line with his question. We'll get to that right after this break. To join the conversation, call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Back to wrap up everyday tech after this break.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. In for to Brent this week, I'm Kevin Farrell here with Wilts Catrere and Jeremy Thompson. Our guest today from Interstate Batteries is Glenn Brown. Uh, Let's get some calls in. Uh, We'll go first to Jim in Madison. Good morning, Jim. morning. Go ahead. Um,
7: I'm looking for a free software um, program that will unzip zipped files. (laughs) 7-Zip.
0: Right here, buddy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right, 7-Zip appears to be the solution there, Jim. Okay, (laughs) well, that would be easy. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's it's absolutely
3: free. Um, Great program. Never harasses you about paying for the registered version or any of that, like WinZip did for uh, like 15 years before I finally
2: switched over. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, the number seven hyphen zip, zip.org will get you to their website. And like I said, totally free, very easy to use, and very, uh, you know, just a good program all
0: around. All right, Jim, thanks for the call. Glad we could help out. Let's uh, now go to Thomas and Macomb. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning. How are y'all? Good. What's your question? I've got a
7: Hewlett Packard, just a two or $300 cheap one. And I go to a little place in town that's got free Wi-Fi. And all I can get is the 4G. And there's people in there getting up, getting 5G that have both Wi-Fi services. And I can't find any way to upgrade my computer, buy, buy something extra or
3: Okay, so the 5G that you're talking about is not like uh, your 4G on your cell phone. The 5G is the 5 gigahertz network, uh, which is a higher bandwidth network, which allows you to more conveniently at a higher speed uh, stream like uh, media and different types of content like that. So all you need in order to uh, be able to access those networks, and all you're doing is missing out a little bit of speed there, but if you want that benefit, you need a wireless ac um network card or an antenna okay that ac is key don't just go out and get you a wireless antenna it's got to be ac in order to utilize that connection also the ac is kind of where the standard is now so it's really good to just get you something that's current
2: yeah, it's kind of crazy with the Wi-Fi. There's so many different standards out there, and and with age and, and a lot of it also would depend on you know whenever you're going to those different locations, what kind of equipment are they running to give you that Wi-Fi? If they're running older equipment in there, even with the newest, latest, greatest adapter in your in your laptop or anything else, it's not going to take advantage of it. So um, okay. the adapter makes and a huge difference,
3: and what it should be noted. I'm, at- I'm, I'm sorry, what's that?
7: What kind of price range am I looking at? On
3: I'd say if you go on Amazon, you should be able to get one for somewhere between, I mean, a good one for between, like, 20 to $50. It, it just yeah. read reviews and make sure it's compatible. I mean, you don't have a Mac or anything, do you? No, uh, it's an HP. Most of them are compatible these days anyways, but I always have to ask because a lot of people have Macs now. Um, so it's,
7: it's nothing too terrible price-wise.
3: Oh, right. No. No, it's 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 fairly reasonable. And, it, it, you know, you can get a little one that just kind of barely hangs out of the side of your thing, which will have a – it won't get as good of a signal, but if you're in Starbucks or something, it shouldn't matter too much. And then you can also get the big antennas that go out the side so you can really uh, boost that signal.
0: All right, Thomas, so we appreciate your call this morning. Uh, this is Everyday Tech. We're visiting today with our guest uh, Glenn Brown from Interstate Batteries. Uh, Glenn, you and Jeremy were mentioning uh, in in the previous break uh, the idea of uh, storage of batteries, and that you know if you if you charge something up and then stick it in a closet for six
4: months or something, may, maybe not the best thing to do. Absolutely critical that if you're going to store a device, be it power tool, cell phone, laptop. Even your lawnmower. Uh, Store it fully charged before you put it up, put a charge on it, if it sits more than about three, four months, put a charge on it. We see that a lot with camcorders and digital cameras, iPads, cell phones that people are planning on getting repaired, never get around to it. The battery is usually gone by the time, you know, you try to crank it back up.
0: Right. And then that's certainly would be disappointing if you you pull the camcorder out for, oh, I don't know, birthday, Christmas or something. And all of a sudden, whoops, no battery. It's always the
4: day of graduation.
0: (laughs) Could we restage graduation, please? (laughs) Uh, What about keeping batteries in the freezer? Does that do anything? Yeah, it takes up freezer
2: space. Okay. <laughs> I've heard that old wives tell for yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: You do get some scientific percentage more, but it's, it's negligible. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that space is better used for ice cream. Yeah, ice cream saying? is actually, yeah. It's Haagen-Dazs bars. <laughs> yeah, like those. <laughs> All right,
0: we've got a couple of minutes left. So, uh, uh, Jeremy, Wilts, Glenn, if you would, let's throw out some things for, uh, I think most of us have smartphones and we're always concerned about battery life. So maybe we could spend the final few minutes of the show uh, talking about tips for extending that battery life. Glenn, what are some of them that come to mind for you?
4: Uh, we're talking about per charge or, or lifetime-wise? Uh, either way. Uh, lifetime-wise, try to, once again, use your battery Uh Only charge it when it needs it. Don't leave it on the charger for really extended long periods of time. Usually most cell phones are fully charged in about an hour. Um, I know a lot of people, and even me, I'll put it on before I go to bed and it's ready to go the next morning, but I've managed to destroy my battery doing that so (laughs) about an hour at a time that's all you need uh don't use it try to avoid using it while it's on the wall because that heat really builds up um use your battery don't let it get hot don't leave it in uh in your car where the sun can hit it in direct sunlight and you'll stretch your battery out lifetime wise a lot longer
3: now the lithium are actually better about the leaving them on the charger and stuff because the mechanism in the phone itself kind of turns it off and lets it go to a trickle charge
4: and it by its very nature, it mm-hmm. doesn't have that memory effect, that voltage right. compression, so you can charge it any time you want right. as long as you're keeping the
2: heat off.
3: Yeah, it. so definitely a good tip is don't completely deplete your battery. Yeah. Like, yeah. bringing it all the way down to zero is bad for a battery.
2: Especially for lithium. Yes. Yeah, that's something I've heard, um, you know, just dealing just with uh, some of my kids' friends. They've yeah. had some parents that have told them, because they remember back in those days when we had the battery memory, Issues. Yeah. Oh, no. Reach, go all the way down. It's like, no, there's a reason your iPhone kicks on at 20%. It's right. like hey, yeah, you need to charge. Yeah. But <laughs> but don't don't let it go all the way. Depleted, yeah. not
4: all I, the it It's nearly
0: depleted. And I found that power save mode, I don't really miss whatever is not, um, whatever they turn off. And I found that that really does extend that final 20% out a lot. Everyone hates to see the red bar show up <laughs> and you get the little message there. Well, what so, about. Go ahead. Well, the, the power save mode kind of like – it kind of just hits
3: a bunch of things all at once, so it turns down your brightness. It might reduce your volume. It's going to uh, uh, put programs in the background. It's going to turn off your wireless and all those different things. Turn it off your wireless. Turn it off your data, your Bluetooth, your location. Anytime you're not using that stuff, turn it off because it is using your battery life. And while location especially – like you'd think if you left your GPS on all day, it would kill your battery, but, but as phones get better and better – that's not the case, but every little
0: bit counts. So if you're trying to conserve, turn all that stuff off. And I thought, too, is uh, apps running in the background. You want to make sure that uh, you close those if you're not using them. And also, now,
3: that one's a little less uh, prudent. It, it's not as big of a deal as it was, especially okay. on iPhones, because it kind of freezes the app in the background and it's not using any processor. Uh, Capacity, And so actually, if you're in the habit of closing out your apps all the time, now it's good to close them out every once in a while and give your phone a reboot, but if you're closing out your apps all the time, you're actually killing your battery because you're making it do more work to open those programs back up.
0: All right, very good. Uh, Got about a minute left, uh, our tech poem of the week from Jeremy. Oh, yeah, hang on. Let me open it up here. All
3: right, here we go. The battery, power source behind most technology. Great for a backup and under every hood, the battery that stays charged is a battery we call good. Though dangerous in heated conditions, you need them there to fire the ignitions. Getting smaller and smaller, and more efficient, so some burst as we continue pushing the limit. But failure is good, it shows us what not to do. Like a man's lunch, the battery is the electronics
0: food. All right, very good. That's going to wrap us up for today. Thanks for listening to Everyday Tech. I was uh, Kevin Farrell sitting in this week for Sharita Brown. Thanks to Wilts Cottrell. Sharita Brent, why did I say Sharita Brown? But anyway, thanks to Wilts. I know why, because Glenn Brown was our guest. There we go. Thanks to Wilts Cottrell and Jeremy Thompson. Thanks to Java for uh, producing the show, and uh, Jason was our call screener. Sharita will be back next week with another Everyday Tech right here and only on MPVP Radio.